Hey everyone, Magic King Dad here. Hey, I'm back, and uh, we're gonna do a fun podcast today. And guess what? It's not about Disney. It's about my recent trip to Universal Studios Hollywood for the Hollywood Horror Nights event, and it was a blast. I can't wait to talk about it with you. But here's the deal: I'm gonna do my best not to talk about you know some of the things that um, some of the the more mature situations that uh, that happen at. Universal Studios Hollywood Horror Nights, but it's almost inevitable that something's going to come up that's a little bit off Disney brand. So if you have any little ones that are listening and don't want them to be exposed to that, just giving you a friendly heads up that uh, this might not be the podcast to listen to. I'm going to hopefully record a couple more podcasts this week, uh, so there'll be some other ones coming up in the next couple of weeks for you uh, to talk about on the Disney scale of things. So Hopefully I can sneak a couple of these out here and hopefully I won't have, you know, a six month to a year break. So I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Again, I'm going to do my best to keep it uh, PG-13, but there are some aspects of this that are going to be a little bit more for the mature audience. So without further ado, here's the show. Welcome to the Magic King Dad podcast. He's my daddy. Let's get this show on the road. So last month I had the opportunity to do something that I've been wanting to do for the last couple of years, really. Um, I think I started watching Tim Tracker, Adam the Woo, uh, Justin Scard, a lot of those uh, YouTube stars that had visited Halloween Horror Nights and to a lesser extent, uh, Mickey's Not So Scary and Oogie Boogie Bash. And really kind of wanted to try this part. Now, I had actually been to Hollywood Horror Nights back in, I want to say, 2005. I was working for a retail company. I won a competition with them. And in that competition, they sent us all down to Florida for four days, I think. And they closed down the park for us. Uh... And part of that was a Halloween Horror Nights experience. And it was not really my cup of tea. I didn't enjoy it. I went through their um, corn maze that they had at the time. Uh, chainsaws going off. I was just... It, it, it wasn't my thing. I ended up just going and doing the rides and staying as far away from any of the haunted houses or scare zones as I possibly could. I think I went over to Islands of Adventure at that time uh, and just rode Spider-Man on repeat. It was, it, it just wasn't my cup of tea. And I started watching some of these videos just because I, I was a big fan of Tim Tracker at the time. And he was putting out these videos every August, September, October. And doing the walkthroughs, it really kind of gave me a, a sense of 
I don't want to say uh, courage, but it gave me uh, a little bit of a, a want to, to try it again. So obviously, you know, around 2019, I was like, next year I want to do that. And then obviously 2020 happened and nothing happened. So finally this year, it worked out in our favor uh, and I was able to um, find the time off work and I reached out to a buddy of mine on Instagram, uh, Nick, who you can find uh, on Instagram at Hey It's Nicky Nick. Great dude. Follow his channel. He's dope. I reached out to Nick and I was like, hey man, would you be interested in going to Hollywood Horror Nights? We're both Disney guys, so it was a little bit outside of our comfort zone, but he had been wanting to do it for a while. I'd been wanting to do it for a while, and so it just worked. So here's a couple things that I would say right off the bat. If you are headed down to California to do Hollywood Horror Nights, my biggest suggestion for you would be don't do Universal Studios Hollywood. And I don't mean Universal Studios Hollywood Horror Nights. That is a blast. I would say don't do Universal Studios Hollywood, the actual, the theme park. At least on the same day. And I think Nick would uh, agree with me. I don't know, maybe I'm speaking out of turn here, but I think both of us, we spent from nine o'clock in the morning until one o'clock in the morning. And I think that Universal Studios Hollywood, there's not enough to do. At Universal Orlando, there's so much that you can do. It actually takes two to three days to do the, the, the whole part, to get the whole experience. With Universal Hollywood, it's not like that. It's a smaller park. It's you know it's it's on an actual working movie studio. So that part's kind of cool. They don't have the 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 tram tour in Orlando, but they have it in Universal. So that is a lot of fun. I would say if you're gonna do Universal Studios Hollywood, do it on a different day because that is a half day park. You can do that from you know, nine o'clock in the morning until the afternoon, three or four or five or whenever the park closes, do that. Don't stay all day because it is a lot. And I'll tell you, the rides at Universal Studios Hollywood outside of Jurassic Park and The Mummy are all screen-based rides, which means they're, you know, in including the, the Harry Potter rides. They're all done in front of a screen. And... At least for me, I end up getting kind of a headache towards the end of the night. Um, you know, obviously some of that probably came to, to, you know, not drinking enough water and all of that. But it, it kind of hampered my experience towards the end of the night. And so I would just say, if you're going to do Universal Studios Hollywood, do Universal Studios Hollywood either before, the day before, and then go back the next day for Hollywood Horror Nights or do Hollywood Horror Nights and come back the next day for Universal Studios uh, Hollywood or, in my opinion, skip Universal Studios Hollywood. It's fun. It's just not great. Now, my biggest advice for Halloween Horror Nights would be get the Express Pass. Get the Unlimited Express Pass. It is more, but get it. The lines for the, the houses are absolutely insane and and keep in mind that this is a a moving uh line so 
I mean, people are, are just walking through this. There's no load times or anything, but, but people are walking through it. But some of these lines were, I think at one point, the weekend line was at like 180 minutes. It's like three hours of standing in line for for a, a four to six hour event. So I would, say, I would say spend the extra money for the express pass. You will get your money's worth, I assure you, you're gonna get that. The only way I would say don't do it is if you're a California resident and you have the the pass where you can go back at any time. And then maybe I would say, well, I guess you could do, uh, you know, a, a couple houses here and then leave and then come back another night and do, you know, uh, a couple houses there. But definitely worth the money to get that express pass. The next thing I would say is, look, I'm not trying to tell you how to parent, but don't bring your kids to Hollywood Horror Nights. Too many times I saw kids, my, my, my inner father was just, like, it hurt. Some of these kids coming out of these scare houses just absolutely bawling, uh, scared to death. I, 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 can't, I can't imagine taking my son through one of these houses. Uh, it, it, it's just this event should have an age limit on it. I'm not Universal Studios, so obviously they're not going to listen to me. But in my opinion, nobody, nobody under 16 should be allowed at this event. And quite honestly, I would I would put a definite hard pass on anybody younger than 13. If you have a kid who's a little bit more mature that can that seems to have been able to handle these kind of things, then maybe you can make the argument for 13. But there's a lot of blood, there's a lot of jump scares, there's a lot of uh, gore. I would just say personally, I'm not bringing my son until he's at least 16. You might be able to convince me if he's if if he's into that kind of stuff at at 13 or 14. But I'm telling you. Bringing young kids to this it is it's just not a good idea, and my heart breaks for those kids who who you could obviously see were were visibly like like shaking. But if you are over 16 years old and you have your express pass, this is the event to go to. I really like what Disney does with Oogie Boogie and Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween, and I know that it is a thing that people look forward to every year with the Headless Horseman Parade and and um, the trick-or-treating and the dressing up and all of that kind of stuff. I get it. I understand. But for me, if you are, if you're going down with the family, go do Mickey's Halloween, uh, Mickey's Not So Scary, uh, Oogie Boogie Bash. Do that stuff. It is so much fun. I can tell these these kids have have a blast. If I'm taking my son next year, it's definitely to Oogie Boogie Bash. Go do that. But for me, as somebody who's not going down with a family, I'm not going to be trick-or-treating. I'm probably not going to be dressing up. The only thing that I would be doing is taking pictures for my Instagram page or going on rides because the rides are hopefully, the lines for the rides are hopefully shorter. And that's not me judging or, or crushing anybody who is an adult and really just wants to go to Mickey's Not So Scary or Oogie Boogie Bash. I get it. I totally do get it. But for me, and I know for a lot of you know people who are you know in their late 30s, early 40s, it's, it's not, it's a family environment. It, it's, you know, it, it's, it's really not going to be as fun 
as this event at Universal Studios. Now, the next thing that I've heard and I hear all the time is, Sean, I don't think that's for me. I get scared way too easily, and I get you. Me too. I'm with you. I get scared super easily, which is why it took me another 20 years almost to head back to Hollywood Horror Nights because I was afraid of getting scared and the blood and the gore and the jump scares and all that kind of stuff. But I will tell you that it is a blast. And it's more than just that. It's the environment. They got a lot of food. A lot of food that honestly is better than what Disney has. And you can drink. You have, they, they allow you to drink around the park, which is a lot of fun too. It gives you that, that liquid courage that a lot of people need in order to experience something like this. Now let's talk about what Hollywood Horror Nights is. So Hollywood Horror Nights is an event that they hold at Orlando and at Hollywood. And it's a mix of scare zones and shows and haunted houses. The scare zones uh, this year were El Pueblo del Terror. And the description that uh, the Universal Studios website has is uh, from La Lorena to El Chupacabra, Chupacabra. The most terrifying myths of all time converge in one tiny village where La Muerte is your only escape. I apologize, my Spanish is no bueno. But this scare zone, now scare zone is areas of the park that um, mass traffic goes through that has a bunch of scare actors that go through and just scare you as you're walking from, from one point to another point, from like one house to another house or from one concession stand to another or from one ride to another. Uh, there's just a, a strip of um, scare actors, which is, uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, so this specific one was a lot of fun. It was kind of towards the back of the park, a little bit more towards uh, Despicable Me. And all of these uh, scare hack, it was, it was amazing. The makeup uh, again, uh, people dressed up as you know chupacabras or uh, mariachi bands. Uh, it, it was it was honestly I think we went back and forth in this scare zone three or four times. It was just so fun. Once you got the scare out, you know, once somebody you know came up to you and, and kind of scares you, it was kind of cool to wrap around back and and kind of see them again and just kind of get a look at the makeup. Uh, in the costumes and, and kind of see how everything worked. It was and and it's almost even more fun to go watch other people get scared. Uh, it was a blast. You'll probably hear me say that a lot that that it was a blast because it, it totally was. Um, the second scare zone was Sideshow Slaughterhouse. This one, uh, you know, Universal says step right up and enter a seedy sideshow where murderous geeks, freaks, and rustabouts. Is that, is that what rustabouts? Uh, make your horrified screams a part of the show. This one has like a, like a pre-show to the show, which is kind of cool. It starts out with uh, you know everybody converging on this one kind of entrance almost into Universal Studios, and then they got you know this uh, kind of uh, ringmaster who kind of you know said you know it's kind of exactly what I said. Step right up and. You know, gives this like huge speech, and then all of a sudden he's just like kind of like you know, you know get him, and then you know this fire shoots out of this uh, little stage, and 
everybody kind of starts their chainsaws and starts coming at you. Now, keep in mind, guys, if you're worried about... Uh, and this was kind of the thing that, that kind of helped me a little bit, is understand that the scare actors are not going to touch you. They're going to get right up into your face, and then they're going to kind of stop, right? They're not going to touch you. So if you're worried about that kind of stuff, none of this is dangerous. So if that is part of your 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 scare towards this event, don't worry about it. it it's it, it actually is a lot of fun once you get past the part of they can't touch you. But this scare zone had a bunch of people with chainsaws, uh, some knives, and and kind of just kind of chasing you around. They, they all had kind of uh, weird faces, and um, it, it was uh, again. The, I think the pre-show was kind of what what set the mood off a little bit. But the the music in the background, it was just a lot of fun. Probably my favorite scare zone, and I don't even know if it was technically a scare zone. It might have been more of a show, but the Death Eaters encounter uh, over at Harry Potter World. Universal says, for the first time ever, Death Eaters, a group of Voldemort's most devoted followers, will roam Hogsmeade Village in the wizarding world of Harry Potter, looking for others willing to show the loyalty to the Dark Lord's cause. This was a lot of fun. I thought this was kind of the steal of the show, kind of. Um, I, I thought that... Uh, kind of going through now I've never been to Harry Potter World uh, when I went to Universal Studios uh, Orlando the last time the Wizarding World wasn't created yet so this is my first time actually going to Harry Potter World uh, I personally I thought that it was underwhelming I've heard that the one in Orlando is way different way better and kind of cool but comparatively to Avengers Campus and Star Wars Land I much prefer those that's just my personal opinion no one's wrong that's just me but I will say that the Death Eater experience at night with all of the fog and the black lights and the green lights and all of that kind of stuff was terrific. It was so fun. It was great. It was spooky. The projections that they put on the Hogwarts castle, fantastic. So much fun. I would strongly recommend that. The last thing that I would say about the Harry Potter world at Halloween Horror Nights, and this is the last thing I'll say about it because we're already, you know, 18 or so minutes in and I've got so much more to cover. This is going to be a long episode. The last thing I would say about Halloween Horror Nights at Harry Potter World is it it's exactly what Harry Potter fans and Disney fans I think would most like about the event. It's not too scary, but it's just creepy enough to make you enjoy yourself, but not creepy enough to, you know, completely turn you off. Okay, now real quick, let's talk about the shows. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time on this because there really is only one show. And it was good. Uh, it was the Jabberwocky show. The Jabberwockies, I think, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they showed up at uh, America's Got Talent and have kind of made for, uh, a name for themselves uh, performing down in Las Vegas. And now they have a show, a residency, I guess, at... Universal Studios and they perform at Halloween Horror Nights and it's kind of a dark show uh, but with obviously a little bit of dancing a lot of bit of dancing that's what they're known for and it was fun I think this was the last thing that we did personally I think that it was something that I enjoyed doing last because I was just so tired from walking all day but something that I probably wish I would have done earlier in the night because I'm kind of regretting that it was the last thing that I did, if that makes sense. Uh, it was good that it happened last because I was so tired, but I wish I would have done it first or, or more towards the middle 
because there's so much more I would have rather have done uh, as my last thing to do. But it was good. It was very interactive. A uh, lot of really cool dancing. They're fantastic. Um, it was a great. It was a great show. It it just wasn't you know scary. It wasn't Halloween Horror Nights. It was it was a show. Now let's get into the main attraction. All right. So first of all, I want to thank my friends over at Ears of Steel. Ears of Steel, Corey and Bart really kind of got me excited about this event. And I I, uh, I remember I Instagrammed uh, Corey and I said, man, I'm just really spooked out about going to this thing. The last time I, I went, it, it did not end up well, you know, going well for me. Uh, it was it was hard. It was hard for me to build up the courage to go to this thing because the last thing I remember was super, super scary. And you know what? She was like, they spent, I think, like the last three of their episodes just going over house after house after house and how how excited they were and how amazing it was and Bart had had some reservations about it being you know super scary uh for him and anxiety driven you know leading up and to the point where he went and now he goes every year because it's just so much fun so I really want to thank those guys for kind of giving me the courage to uh to to go ahead and do that and if you haven't had the chance to listen to their podcast it's it's fantastic. It's a lot of fun. They talk a lot about Disney, a lot about Universal, talk a lot about Horror Nights, um, talk a lot about old school Disney, old school Disney World, lots of old school Epcot. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I, I kind of lovingly call it uh, a, a, a Disney podcast for, for adults with ADD. It's, it's fantastic. I love those guys over there. Thank you guys very much for giving me the courage to kind of go out and do this thing. So first, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to list off the houses that are at Universal Studios Hollywood. The houses are as followed. Halloween, The Horrors of Blumhouse, The Universal Monsters Legends Collide, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, La Llorona, The Weeping Woman, Scarecrow the Reaping, Universal Horror Hotel, The Weekend After Hours Nightmare, and the Terror Tramp. So I think the best way to do this is I'm just going to go ahead and put this in uh, ranking number nine, which was, uh, you know, the, the, you know, there was nine houses and kind of work up to my number one, the house that I felt was my favorite house of the night. Now I realize that this isn't always going to be everybody's ranking and some people are going to like certain houses more than I did. Uh, they're also probably going to think that the best house was different than my best house, which is okay. I can only rank this as the house that I keep revisiting. I took a lot of video and I keep going back and watching it and it's a lot of fun. So that's kind of what I'm going to do. I'm going to rank it from uh, my lowest house, which was still good, to uh, my favorite house. All right. So for my number nine house, the last spot on the, the rankings is the Horrors of Blumhouse. Now, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I have not seen either of the two movies that they featured. The first one was Freaky, and the second one was The Black Phone. I thought that the first half of the house was good. It was for Freaky, and I thought it told a really good story. It started from the beginning of what I assume is the movie, and it takes you all the way through the end of the movie. Then, all of a sudden, it goes right into a black The Black Phone. And, first of all, I have zero interest in seeing this movie but it didn't seem like it told a story at all it was just one room after another after another after another until you're out of the house it just did not do it for me it was still fun it was still haunted house i guess the scares were okay 
it, it just was not when you when you rank all of these houses together it it wasn't it was a very clear last place in my opinion so here's what i would do look you might walk to this house you might have seen both movies you might dig this but my guess is is that there's going to be at least two to three to four to five houses that you think are going to be better than this one my suggestion is do this house first at the very least do it in your in your first half of the night the reason why i say that is because again i think that there are going to be a bunch of houses that you think are better than this and if you end the night on this it's going to put a big damper on on your night i maybe not a big damper that's probably not fair i think that it's you're going to realize that there are houses that were better and to end on this one just ends anticlimactic but that's just my thought so the next house on my list at number eight is halloween so this one is is a weird house for me so i think that first of all halloween is outplayed i've seen a few of the movies probably four of them it's a going on 50 year old franchise and i think the house has been done plenty of times before there didn't seem to be any pacing throughout the house it just felt like it was telling all of the halloween movies at one time there didn't seem to be a story to it the next thing that had me going was the walk so you had to walk all the way through hogwarts and then down into the actual uh movie sets and it was i'm i'm not even exaggerating probably a mile long walk just to get to two houses halloween and scarecrow we'll talk about scarecrow later but halloween was definitely in my opinion not worth the walk i wish they would have put it up closer to the exit um it, it was good it was fine it was a fine house it was a lot of fun but again comparatively to the other houses that are on this list it, it just didn't do it for me. Again, I think it has to do with the fact that Michael Myers, while iconic, we're, we're not going to debate that. It, it, he, it, the, the franchise just doesn't do it for me in, in, a, in, in a way that, that would make me say, this was the best house of the night. It, it's just, it wasn't exciting for me. The next house on my list is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. This was a fun house. It was good. I think that my biggest complaint about this was that it got slowed down because some lady in front of us was scolding a scare actor because her youngest daughter was scared of clowns and the actor was doing their job. I'm still absolutely baffled that a parent took their child uh, into a house that features the one thing that they are most afraid of. Maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit. Maybe this, woman, this girl was not a, a child. Maybe she was more along the lines of 10 to, to 14 years old. But still, it would be the equivalent of me taking my child into a house that had spiders in it or something that he's terrified of. Why would you do that? It, it just, it baffles me. This was a fun house though. And I, no pun intended, it was a lot of fun. The scare actors I felt were so amazing. The uh, scare clowns, the scare actors, you, you know, I was taking videos of the house and the, the clowns would like wave at the camera, kind of get your attention. They pop out, but then smile at the camera. It was so much fun. I really enjoyed this house. Again, 
I think I feel like this house would be actually higher if there wasn't such other quality houses on this list. It was a lot of fun. I was not expecting it to be as enjoyable as it was. All right, the next house on the list coming in at number six for me was Universal Horror Hotel. This was a good house. It had some good scares, but I also feel at some point that there was a lot of walking through halls, like long hallways, like you were walking down a, a hotel corridor with nothing happening. And again, it was a good house. We went through it twice. We had fun. It To me though, I just felt like I didn't know where the story was going. One of the things that Universal does so well is they tell these amazing stories that make you feel like you're part of the story. And I just kind of felt like this one had the, the, the potential to be a fantastic story of a haunted hotel and these murders happening and all this kind of stuff. And it just, again, the, the, the scares were okay. If you hit them correctly, they were good. I think I have some videos of, of getting uh, the, the jump scares pretty solid. But I feel like either we missed some of them or the, the way that they, the house was set up. It just felt like there was some pointless walking to make you feel like you were going to get a jump scare, but then nothing happened. So then you end up walking through three or four rooms where nothing happens. Okay, I'm really excited to talk about the next one. So these next five, I think maybe five, four, and three could probably be interchangeable. But I decided to kind of go with this. Um, number five was the Terror Tram. This is special to Hollywood because it's obviously on a working movie set. But you actually get on a studio tram, and then they they take you, you know, down the road and off to the to um, you know a little place, and they stop and they make you get off the tram, and you walk through a couple of movie sets, and it is a blast. I really enjoyed this experience. You go through the War of the World set that has you know the giant plane that's ripped apart, that's crashed. Um, the Psycho House, you can actually get your picture taken with Norman Bates, which we did, which was a lot of fun. The cherry on top is when you get to walk through Jupiter's Claim from the movie Nope. It's a Jordan Peele movie, and the scare zone is a mix between Nope and Us, and it was fantastic. A crazy cool experience. So you get off this tram, and you walk about a mile, maybe maybe a mile and a half, and you walk through about four or five different scare zones and it starts with a motel and you walk through this old this old actor that's on the set Hollywood Harry he's a clown and you know you, you walk through this old motel and the people are getting you know killed and you know doing jump scares at you and everything and it's a lot of fun then you walk through that set I was talking about with the world the worlds um people you know popping out at you and everything it's it's pretty fun and i think then you get the opportunity uh to walk through i guess it's like an alley they call it like like i don't like a bunch of scary cats and uh again it's it's just this walk takes you through um they have these things that are, I guess they call them, you know, vampire bats, which are these baseball players dressed up as vampires. Kind of a cool pun. 
And then the cherry on top, like I said before, was the walk through Jupiter's claim, and it is awesome. Okay, now I think this is where a lot of people are going to start to disagree with me. At number four, some people are going to think this is kind of low for this to be scored. Scarecrow, the reaping, this was a great house. I actually would have liked to have gone through this house once more, and I think it would have been higher on my list. But I think what messes this house up for me is that you have to walk so far to get to it. Again, it's down by Halloween, so you have to walk through, and it's a good mile walk. Now, some of you have walked it and are gonna say, dude, it's not a mile long. Whatever, dude, it is close. And the thing is, is that once you're done with the houses, you have to walk back up. And maybe it's not an issue if you just go for Horror Nights, but we had been there since the park opened and it was a walk. But man, this was a fantastic house. The scares were amazing. The theme was great. The transitions between rooms were fun. And the blockers uh, that are usually that usually hang down between each house, uh, you have to move through to get to the next room. It's like a, like a wet corn stalk. It was just creepy and fun, and I absolutely loved it. Okay, coming in at number three is Universal's Monsters Collide. This is another great house that I wish I had gone through again. We had actually planned on going through it again, and at the end of the night, we were just so tired. My, my, my legs, my back, they couldn't, they couldn't do it anymore. It was a lot of fun, had some great scares. It's supposed to be a sequel to the house over in Orlando, but I've heard from other people that outside of the houses being based on, you know, in Orlando, it's based out of a dig site. In Hollywood, it's based in a museum. That there's not really, it doesn't really feel that connected. It was fun, and there were some great scares. This house, I actually had to go back and watch some videos about the house. I really feel like when we went through the house, we didn't get the full experience. I'm not sure if the scare actors were in the middle of their shift changes or or what, but I went back and I watched the video that I took and then I went back and I think I watched Tim Tracker with his video of the house. And I think that the house was an absolute blast. I had such a great time, but it wasn't until I went back and watched the videos that I really truly wished that I had gone through it a second time because the house is so fun. And watching some other people film in that house just makes you realize how creative and how much talent, how much money Universal puts into these houses. It was so cool. Okay, we're getting down to the, the last two, the final two. All right, coming in at number two for me is La Lorana, The Weeping Woman. Holy crap, this house was scary. Not just from like a scare actor or a jump scare aspect, the whole house was just scary. The soundtrack, the theming, and the story behind the house, which I won't talk about on this podcast because it's pretty graphic. You can look it up if you want to or if you're curious. But the end was two enormous puppet creations that were crazy scary. It was such an amazing house. I think we went through it twice. My my memory is is a little shaky on that. I think we went through it twice. If we didn't, I've seen this video about four or five times on YouTube. I cannot believe how great this house was. I was really considering putting this at number 
one, but I had my favorite time in the next house that we'll talk about. And here we go. Number one, the house that I feel was my favorite house of the night was actually the house that I had the least expectations about. And for me, that was the weekend. And honestly, like I said, I went into this event thinking that this was going to be my least favorite. And as and it far surpassed my expectations. The music was great. The scare actors were amazing. The rooms with mirrors, it was crazy scary. We went through it twice and it got better the second time. Uh, I just keep going back and watching the video that I took in this room. It was wild, and I think that Universal did such an amazing job partnering with The Weeknd. You know, I went with my buddy Nick, and he's a huge Weeknd fan. And I, quite honestly, outside of his, you know, major hits, Blinding Lights, I Can't Feel My Face, the big ones that they play on the radio all the time, the Super Bowl show, outside of those... I had no idea who The Weeknd was. I wasn't familiar with him. I wasn't a huge fan of his music. I'll tell you, my wife will tell you, the last couple weeks, all I've been listening to is The Weeknd. All I've been singing is The Weeknd. And this house actually made a fan out of not only Hollywood Horror Nights for me, but out of The Weeknd. And I think that says a lot. When you kind of go into an event kind of scared, you go through your first house and it leaves such a big impression. Super, super cool house. I hope you guys have a chance to visit it because it, it was amazing. If you don't have the opportunity to visit Halloween Horror Nights and you really want to see this house, you know, hit me up. I'll send you a video or you can go on YouTube, check out a couple of videos there. You can also check out my Instagram. I went ahead and I posted a clip of the house. Um, I hope you like it. Guys, so there you go. That is my review of Halloween Horror Nights 2022 at Universal Studios Hollywood. I would love to get back there next year, maybe even do Universal Studios Orlando, because I do think that even though Universal Studios Hollywood has the tram, I think that Universal Studios Orlando just does things a bit bigger. It's a bigger park. They usually have a couple more houses. It just seems like that is their thing. I know that talking with a couple of you on Instagram, Universal Studios Hollywood Horror Nights is not your jam. And I get that. I, I totally do. It wasn't my thing either. And what I could say to you is that just give it a shot. Go with your husband. Go with your wife. Go with your friends. Go with a big group of people. I guarantee you that even if you are scared, you will have a blast. And... I think I said it at the beginning of the podcast, and if I didn't, I'm saying it now. They serve alcohol in the park, so get a little liquid courage in you. Go, have a fun time, scream, recognize that the scare actors can't touch you. If you go into it with the expectation or the realization that it's all fake, nothing's real, the scare actors can't touch you, you're going to be fine. You're going to have a good time. I'm trying to get my wife to go. I don't know if she's going to do it or not. Probably not. But maybe I can entice her with a day trip to Epcot for food and wine. I don't know. We'll talk about it. What do you guys think? Before I let you go, let me talk to you about my favorite things about my trip to Hollywood Horror Nights. The first thing I think is that Universal Studios just does these kind of houses differently. You can go to haunted houses all across the United States and probably out into the rest of the world if you want. 
The difference is, is that Universal Studios puts Hollywood and theme park money into these kind of things. They know how to do it. It's movie making. It's movie making 101. They know how to do it and they do it right. The next thing I'll tell you is the Express Pass. If you're going to go, and I think I talked about this earlier, if you're going to go to Universal Studios Hollywood, pay the extra money for the Express Pass. I swear to you, it is worth the price. It is more expensive. It is more expensive. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. If you're going for one day, though, do the Express Pass because otherwise you are going to waste three hours in a line. It's not worth it. Don't do that. But if you're a resident or you're going to be going more than once, maybe skip the Express Pass. But I'll tell you, the Express Pass is done right at Universal Studios, something that cannot be said for Disney. The next thing that I love about it is that it, it is, you can you can get alcohol in the park. We didn't drink a lot of alcohol throughout the day. We had a couple beers and that was about it. We went up to the weekend bar and, and, and grabbed one of those specialty drinks. And it was a lot of fun. But if you're scared... Uh, liquid courage, man. I'm telling you, it, it's it's kind of the way to go. But I think the biggest thing that I like about this is just the Universal Scare Actors. My gosh, the people that work these events, it can't be easy to be in, in, in those some of those costumes and some of that makeup, walking around, doing that kind of stuff you know, for people. I, I'm sure it's a lot of fun if you're working one of the, uh, the, the scare zones in the houses. It's got to be hot. It's... The energy that they provide, that they give off, is is insane. And I loved it. I thought it was a, a blast. And I will definitely be back sooner than later. I will not, however, be bringing my child. And I strongly suggest that you don't bring your children either. I said this at the beginning of the podcast, and I'll say it again. I saw far too many kids that were under the age of 12 that looked absolutely terrified and I just don't think, and this is coming from a guy that I think saw Predator when I was six or seven. It's something that maybe kids shouldn't experience in that part of their life. And I saw a two-year-old walk out of the weekend house sobbing, crying, and it's it, it got my my dad heart kind of, um, you know, it, it gave me the feels. I just wanted to cuddle that kid and be like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Uh, no parents perfect. Uh, I, I And no judgment if, if that's your kid. If you want to do that, you do your thing. But uh, I, I just, I feel like no less than 13. Um, I If I was universal, I would say no one under 16 gets into the park. I understand that they can't do that, and they're not going to do that from a, a money perspective. Uh, but if I'm running the company, I'm saying absolutely not. If you are not a teenager, you are not in that park. So, All right, so I want to hear what you guys think. Is Universal Studios Hollywood something that you guys want to take a chance on? Is it something that you're interested in? Is it something that you have no interest in, and you're going to stick with Oogie Boogie Bash and uh, Mickey's Not So Scary? I will tell you for me, I will be taking my son to either probably Oogie Boogie Bash next year, if not next year, the year after. I think it's going to be a lot of fun for him. But for me personally, I said this earlier, as an adult, I'm going to use Oogie Boogie Bash and Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween to maybe watch the parade. 
but mostly use it for the shortened lines. And now they sell out of those events, so you're not really looking at that much shorter of a line anyways. I'm not a trick-or-treater. I'm not going to trick-or-treat. I will trick-or-treat with my son when we're there together, but ultimately I'm not there for the activities. I'm there for the rides. With Universal Studios, it's completely different. Yes, you're going to have the shorter lines to the three or four rides that are actually open, but the whole park pretty much closes down, and they close down a lot of those rides because they use some of that space, some of the line space for these houses. I would say it is more of an adult activity, obviously, but I think that everybody should give it a, tr uh, a try. I think you won't be disappointed. And now it's time to say goodbye. But first, did you know... Did you know that Halloween Horror Nights has seven Halloween Horror Night icons that are associated with the history of the park? They are Lady Luck, the Director, Chance, Jack, the Caretaker, the Usher, and the Storyteller. The most well-known being Jack. My favorite, though, is Chance. You will often find these characters on merchandise and posters and advertisements around the park. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast this week. This has been a lot of fun for me because I don't get the opportunity to talk much about Universal. But I will tell you, Universal is stepping up their game. Something that we can't say about Disney lately. Disney's still my first love, but Universal has got some things going on. Make sure that you join me on Instagram. At Magic King Dad is where you can find me. I love the community over there. I post pictures and reels a couple of times throughout the week. A big thanks again to Nick for joining me on this adventure. Make sure you go and follow him on Instagram at Hey It's Nicky Nick. He's got a great channel and puts out some great reels. Thanks again for sticking with me. I know that I don't put as many shows out as I would like, but I hope that it's starting to pick up a little. I'm trying, and I appreciate all of you who have stuck by me. And thank you to the new listeners. I hope you enjoy the show. And until next time, have a magical day and a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. See you guys.